Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of On a Hero. I'm your host today, Melly Mel. For all our uh, first-time listeners, welcome to On a Hero. We talk about comic books, uh, superhero TV shows, films, cartoons, uh, anime, horror, whatever you might find at a Comic-Con convention. We might be talking about it, including like Star Wars and shit like that. Today is a special comic class episode where we talk strictly about comic books. Whenever you see comic class on it, we're just talking comics. Um, today, I want to cover three things. I just want to cover the latest issue of uh, Amazing Spider-Man. That's issue 32 in the year 2023. Um, I want to talk about issues. What is that? 13 and 14 of Daredevil. That's happening right now. And I want to review... One of my favorite comic books of all time, giving you guys a recommendation into Justice League Identity Crisis, released in 2004. Really excited to talk about that. I I recommend it to anyone who gets into comic books and they're looking to just read a one-shot volume. You can pick it up your comic book store. It's available there. Highly, highly recommend, but let's just get right into the episode. Okay, so I read Daredevil 13 and 14, I want to say. Um the fuck is going on uh it's very weird very weird i the daredevil books right now is not what i'm currently recommending it's just like a little off it's it's not grounded at all i mean to put it in perspective he's dealing with like demons like actual demons so it's very very far from the grounded storylines that's like happening with with spider-man like involving tombstone He's dealing with actual demons. So the hand, this like uh assassin organization that is his main antagonist throughout like if you know Daredevil, he's him and Electro, they're always against the hand. It's always like those fucking ninjas. Wolverine has like tussled with them uh in the past. But the hand they worship this like demon called the beast, and it's an actual beast. Like, think of the clown from Spawn. It's like that, but, like, li- he, like, lives in hell, and he was sent to hell by Daredevil. Now, Daredevil, he and, if for everyone who doesn't know, his mentor was Stick, this other blind old dude. But they kind of followed the ways of the fist. Now, we learn in 13 and 14... That the beast who Daredevil sent to hell issues before um, is kind of controlling the hand still. And somehow he got a bunch. The beast captured a bunch of Daredevil's friends, including Stick, Foggy Nelson, and a bunch of innocent souls. And they're trapped in hell. So, very weird. He comes across this fucking cave. This is how fucking odd it is. He comes across this fucking cave. And if you die near this cave, you're like sucked into hell. So he's about to kill himself. And then Elektra finds him and tries to stop him. They fight. He kind of tricks her into stabbing him. And Daredevil dies near the cave and his soul is sucked into hell. He wants to go into hell to face the beast and release the souls of his friends. 
If you're thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? This is why I'm not recommending it. Very, very odd. Anyway, he's sucked into hell. The first person he sees in hell is his dad. It's like, what? What the fuck is happening? Daredevil's costume turns like white. He's like, I have the Lord on my side. Um, Anyway, he locates Foggy Nelson and uh, all these innocent souls stick. Um, And when he locates them, the beast finds Daredevil, who is like Godzilla looking, you know? Like he's gigantic. Like he's in, they're in hell. Daredevil's in hell. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. I'm sorry. This is dumb. It's dumb. The artwork is beautiful, but this is fucking dumb. It's a dumb story. He So the, the Beast finds him, and then Matt Murdock's dad, he goes, no, Beast, you can't have him. He's going to be your reckoning. And then he transforms into, like, this other demon that's Godzilla-like, and it turns out the Fist, they worship this, like, this other demon on Matt had no idea that this demon was controlling the fist. Like all the books that they've ever read from the fist comes from this demon who is the sister of the beast. If you're again, if you're like, what the fuck is this? It, it's so fucking stupid. Anyway, um, transforms into this huge monster. Matt Murdoch is like, I don't like any of this. I, I worship God. And then Matt takes his two like batons or whatever. He puts them in his head. He takes them out and it becomes like these two white swords. Okay. He breaks Foggy Nelson out. He's like, run, get out of here. The gateway is that way. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to deal with these guys. Matt fights these demons. For some reason, the gate is closing because, like, hell's collapsing, question mark? I What? Um, bef- So he fights, he fights the two huge demons, like, injures them. A lightning bolt comes down. Maybe that's God? I don't know. So Foggy Nelson and the innocent souls, they're, they're departing, they're leaving, and the portal is closing. Again, don't know why it's closing. This It's not explained. And before and before Matt can get out, you know, the, the portal closes on Matt. So it's implied that Matt's dead and he's stuck in hell. Now, the next issue appears and it's six months later. Electra is now operating as Daredevil. Um, life has gone on. People keep thinking that they keep seeing Matt Murdock. And it just so happens, of course, Matt Murdock is still alive. Electra is like outside talking to some old bag. And then she sees, she thinks she sees Matt Murdock walking into a church. The guy looks like he's dressed in a priest outfit. She goes inside the church. Lo and behold, it's Matt Murdock. And he's clean shaven and he's lost all his memory. He has no idea who who Electra is. He's just a priest. That's all he knows. And he's like, do I, re- I recognize your scent? Have we met before? And she's like, no. Maybe in another time. And then she like leaves, you know, very dramatically. 
So Matt Murdock, the book ends with Matt Murdock leaving leaving the church, and um, he sees these he sees this guy getting jumped by these two uh, these two uh, hoodlums, and he like gets like a panic attack or something. <laughs> he like drops his cane, and then as like this dude's getting a beat down the sound waves are like activating Matt's senses so he can see the cane on the floor and he picks it up and the book ends with Matt walking into the alleyway where this guy's getting jumped so he's probably going to be he's of course he's going to be Daredevil again how do I think about that book fucking dumb um let's get this book moving okay enough with this devil weird shit like let's get Let's get back to the ground shit. Let's let's fight Kingpin's son. Kingpin's son is back. His name is Butch. Uh, he's going. He's taking his father's last name as a Kingpin. Um, if you guys want to know where Kingpin is, he's he's out somewhere, and no one knows where the fuck he is. He like went away with his girl or something. So that's Daredevil. Um, yeah, let's hope this book gets better because that was fucking odd. The next issue I want to talk about, Spider-Man. Spoilers galore, issue 32. So last time we talked about Spider-Man, uh, his buddy Tyler Robinson. I think it's Tyler. I'm probably getting that wrong. It's Robbie Robinson, Robertson's son, the guy who goes, I heard Spider-Man was there. It's his son. So uh, the, last we, the last we saw about them, I think Kingpin is working with Hammerhead in trying to take over the criminal underworld. That's the last time we saw and broke up uh, Robbie Robertson's son's wedding, broke that shit up. This is where Spider-Man, like these books are just so out of whack. It seems like the writing, I don't know, like like the script is changing hands every fucking week. You can't just stick to the fucking script. Last week we had Tombstone. He's back. Hammerhead. He's back. Mask got blown up. You set this shit up. And now how does this book open? With the Queen Goblin and fucking Craven the Manhunter. Why? What the fuck is what is this? So it opens up and okay. If anyone, if you guys have listened to uh last week's comic class, Norman Osborne's a good guy now. All his sins were taken away. This book kind of th- this new issue catches you up. So the sins of Norman Osborne. Like this corporation took his sins into like a and turned into like a physical manifestation and injected it into some bitch. And now she's the goblin queen. And the golden goblin, aka Norman Osborne, had a fight with her a couple like issues at I think during his own his own like series. And he killed her. So the queen goblin who has who is like, you know, is like evil like Norman Osborne. She's in hell right now. Unexplainably, Craven the Manhunter, he's like, he's like, he has a deal with her. I don't know if he's in hell. I don't know what the, I don't know what is happening. Craven the Manhunter made a deal with her. It's so fucking stupid. He made a deal with her and he's like, okay. Um, she's like, the best hunt that you can ever get is against Spider Man. Um, but you got to turn you got to turn Norman Osborn evil again by taking this staff and stabbing Norman Osborn. Oh, God damn. Fucking stupid. Um, 
It just it just deviates away from the story that they fucking set up. It's so annoying. Um. Okay. So Craven the Manhunter tracks down Norman and is about to stab him. I'm just fast forwarding it because it's so fucking ridiculous. He's about to stab him with this staff. Spider-Man jumps in. And this staff was imbued with all of Norman's sins. So if Norman got stabbed with this stabbed with this staff, he would turn back into the Green Goblin. Spider-Man jumps in front of the staff and he gets stabbed. And the book ends with Spider-Man laughing like very evil. What the fuck? What what is this? This is what It is so fucking stupid. It is so fucking like annoyingly stupid and this is why I, I this is why I recommend like one shots this is why I recommend this is why like Vic who's um uh the other co-host of the comic class this is why he recommends like one-off series and like image comics and things that are away from DC and Marvel because it feels like I don't know are they firing fucking writers left and right are they just changing the storyboards I don't know what the fuck is happening Last week you set up fucking tombstone. This week, now Spider-Man gets stabbed with Norman's sins? What the fuck is happening? You're rushing. So much is going on. This is called a shit story. You go back into other comic classes that we've talked about, and we talk about like really good books. This is exactly what we mean. Like, this is an example of Bullshit stories that's happening in comic books right now where shit is the plot points are all over the goddamn place. You lose readers. Imagine getting a volume of this book. You're like, what the what the fuck is happening? It does not flow well. It is so stupid. And I understand what's happening because, I mean, I saw a spoiler. They're setting up for Superior Spider-Man again. They're setting up for Dr. Octopus to be Spider-Man again. So I guess this is their way of doing it by making Peter Parker evil. But what the fuck, man? What is this shit? You had me with Tombstone. You had me with this new fucking guy in a motorcycle that looks like fucking Blade and Lobo mixed together. You had me at that shit. And now you bring back Queen Goblin? Who the fuck is Queen Goblin? I don't know what the fuck is happening. Honestly, so far, the only book that's good is Ghost Rider. That's the only book that's good. Like I can't, I'm trying to think of what else I'm looking forward to. Oh, Ultimate Invasion. That's interesting, at least. Batman, the DC is going through something, this crossover called Night Terrors. It is so not interesting. I, I I didn't even pick up. I read the first issue. There's some dude that's like fucking around with people's like nightmares and shit and making a reality. It's dumb. It's 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 dog shit. And this is what brings me into my next talking point. Justice League Identity Crisis. Now, if you want to read something really good. This is one of the first books that. That really like opened my eyes to good fucking storytelling in comics. The first book that changed my life with comic books is obviously The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. That just completely changed everything. It wasn't the first issue that I ever read. Um, the first comic that I actually ever purchased was Wolverine. And 
the first like crossover series that I got really into, like thank God I got into like the golden age I think of comic books was House of M. This is when Scarlet Witch she like um said no more mutants and completely transformed the entire um Marvel universe. They're currently trying to they they were like trying to adapt it. They might be adapting it in Deadpool three, but. Identity Crisis by Justice League is a gold. St- it is so fucking good. One of the first books I read, like when I really started reading, and it just blew my mind. I, I bought this book as a gift for my sister. It is so fucking good, and I'm gonna spoil it for you right now. Before I spoil it, for anyone that you know wants a quick overview, it's a, it's a thriller mystery story. On a killer. Okay, I'm, I'll 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 get into what this book is about. So the book, uh, it's gonna. I'm not gonna go like detail by detail, but I'll give you like a like an overview. So, uh, the Justice League they're on a mission. Elongated man, he's on a mission. He comes home, and his wife is burned alive. It gets fucking dark quick. This is in 2004. Elongated man's wife is burned alive. So they're at the funeral. Everyone's fucking pissed. Like someone, because this says a lot, this says that like someone knows who like the Justice League is because they would have had to know Elongated Man's secret identity and they would have had to know like who the wife was. You know what I mean? So someone knows. So it's creepy. So they start in, it's like a crazy like montage scene. Like they're interrogating mad fucking villains. It comes down to Dr. Light, who at this point in 2004 in comic books, Dr. Light is a fucking, he's a nobody. Dr. Light is not, he's not a big time villain at all. So this is where it gets interesting. Wally West is the Flash during this time. And um, rumblings start happening among certain Justice League members. And Hal Jordan tells... He tells um, Wally West this huge secret. There was a time. By the way, Dr. Light, he knows before I get into that, Dr. Light knows that the Justice League is tracking him down. So he has Deathstroke kind of like uh, helping him out and protecting him. Anyway, Hal Jordan reveals this story to the Flash. There was a time when the Justice League, they were on a mission. And as they're on the mission, Sue Dibney, the wife of the elongated man, she was on the watchtower. Dr. Light, this was before he was an idiot. Dr. Light, through his powers, broke into the watchtower to kind of jump the Justice League. Instead, he finds Sue Dibney, elongated man's wife, alone in the watchtower. In the satellite, the satellite in the fucking in space. And they kind of show this in the comic book. He straight up rapes her. He fucking rapes Elongated Man's wife. And as he's raping her, the Justice League, some members of the Justice League arrive and they catch him in the act. And they're like, what the fuck? So they fuck him up. They freeze him. And they're like, what the fuck are we going to do with this fucking asshole? And the people that find him are the Atom, Black Canary, Hawkman, Green Lantern, and Barry Allen, the Flash. 
This is before Wally West was the Flash. So they're like, what the fuck are we going to do with this guy? Zatanna is also there. And they decide to mind wipe Dr. Light. And this is important because that turns Dr. Light into an idiot. And then for comic decades after that, Dr. Light is just, he's a nobody. He's like a C-class villain. He's like a nobody. And that's why Hal, because the Flash, Wally West is like, why are we going after Dr. Light? Like, why is he, like, who gives a shit? He's a nobody. So Hal Jordan tells the Flash this story. And it's so interesting. As he's telling that story, like, the Flash is like, how come no one else knows this? And Hal Jordan's like, maybe they do know it. But, you know, they just choose not to talk about it. And as he's saying that, they show Superman who's standing like like yard like yards away, but he has incredible hearing. So th- it's implied that Superman overheard this, but he says nothing, obviously. Because what can you do now? Anyway, during the fight with Dr. Light, after they defeat Deathstroke, Dr. Light regains his memories. So he remembers everything and he gets away. During this time, also, a death threat comes to Lois Lane, Superman's girl. So it's like, who the fuck, who, who, who would know this? Like, who knows, who knows who the Justice League is? Who's infiltrating? Something important to note, two things important to note. So, like I said. In the Watchtower, who was there? It was the Atom, Black Canary, Hawkman, Green Lantern, Barry Allen, and Zatanna. Zatanna who mind-wiped. Who mind-wiped Dr. Light. During this time, you know, the Atom, he's going through his... uh, He's he's like... Everyone's kind of like very close to their loved ones. Because everyone's scared. So Superman's really protective with Lois Lane. Batman's very protective over his children, you know. Um, the Adam, who who uh, he has an he has an ex uh, an ex. I forgot her fucking name. Who's the Adam's ex? The Adam's ex is um, the Adam uh, Ray Palmer. His ex. Oh, what was her fucking name? Her name was Loring. Yeah, Loring. So he got. He's like everyone's protecting of the of their of their loved ones, including, you know, obviously Adam gets back with his ex-wife because he's like he's scared. He needs to protect her. He's scared that she's gonna get she's gonna get, you know, targeted. So Lois Lane gets targeted. Also, the calculator, who's a C class villain, he hires Captain Boomerang. He hires Captain Boomerang to go after Tim Drake's dad. So how the fuck does the calculator know about Tim Drake being Robin? And how does he know about his dad? So now all signs point to Captain, uh, to the calculator and to Captain Boomerang. But still, it's like odd. It's like, how the fuck does the calculator know this? Like, is he the one that's like orchestrating all of this? But he's a C-class villain. In a very sad scene... A very sad scene. 
um, Tim Drake gets a call from his dad, and he tells him that you know, I I forgot how what happens, but someone gets a note and um, they try to warn Tim Drake's dad. Tim Drake's dad is home, and he gets a note, and it says, "Protect yourself." So Tim Drake's dad gets a note saying, "Protect yourself." Calculator hires Captain Boomerang to kill Tim Drake's dad. Tim Drake's dad now has a gun in this box that says protect yourself. So it's all very like, what the fuck is happening? Batman is in the car with Tim Drake driving back. Tim Drake's on the phone with his dad like, I'm coming to save you. Relax. I'm going to be there just in time. Just just hold on. Just hold on. In the meantime, as Batman is driving, Captain Boomerang is on his way to Tim Drake's to uh, Tim Drake's um, dad's house. Like there's two like cars moving at the same time. Batman can't get there in time. He's driving as fast as he can. Captain Boomerang busts into the door. Tim Drake's dad takes out the gun, shoots Captain Boomerang, but Captain Boomerang throws his boomerang, kills Tim Drake's dad. Boomerang goes right into the chest. Captain Boomerang gets shot. They both die on the floor. Batman is late. Tim Drake shows up crying, and Batman just holds him in his arms. It's fucking, it's rough. It is an insane fucking scene. It is rough. So now Tim Drake's dad's dead. Captain Boomerang's dead. Batman is fucking pissed. He's tracking down the calculator. All of this is happening. And guess what? Hal Jordan reveals something else to Wally West. He reveals that there was someone else that we mind wiped on that watchtower, on that satellite. It was Batman. So... As they're about, as Zatanna is about to mind wipe, they go back, you know, they do another flashback. As Dr., as Zatanna was about to mind wipe Dr. Light, Batman shows up and he's like, what are you guys doing? So then they all panic and they're like, fuck, mind wipe Batman. So Batman's like, so Batman doesn't, he has no idea like what happened on the, on the, on, on the satellite. And I'll, I'll explain later why that's important. So we think this is the end. Calculator's the bad guy. Batman tracks down the calculator, but the calculator's not there. But we think this is the end because Captain Boomerang is dead. You think that we go, you know, we know who the villain is. Eventually they'll track down the calculator, but Captain Boomerang is dead. And everyone's safe. If you recall, I said that everyone got very close to their loved ones after Sue Dibney elongated, elongated man's wife dies. Everyone got very close to their loved ones. Adam got back with his ex. So the second to the last issue, the issue ends with elongated man is with his ex, his ex-wife, Loring, and they're getting into bed. And then she says um, something along the lines of, well, thank God there was a note for Tim Drake's dad. Now, there was never a note. I mean, like, on the crime scene, Batman took that note. He took the note that said, once Batman arrived with Tim Drake, Batman took the note that said, protect yourself. He took it. So the news reporters, the cops, when they show up, no one ever saw the fucking note. So when Lauren goes, lucky that there was a note there. The Adam turns the light back on and it's like, what did you just say? She's like, lucky that there was a note there. 
And the Adam said, who said anything about a note? No one ever reported anything about a note. How do you hear about the note? And as this is happening, Mr. Terrific, who's a, who's like doing an autopsy on the body of uh, Sue Dibney, elongated man's wife. No one could no one can find like, you know, what happened. But he goes, he uh, Mr. Terrific, he goes, he takes like um, he really looks into the brain of Sue Dibney and he sees footsteps on the brain of Sue Dibney. So Mr. Terrific figures it out. Batman also figures it out on his own. It's definitely not Adam. And we find out that Loring took the Adam's technology, shrunk down, and tried to scare. She tried to like scare Sue Dibney, but she ended up giving her an aneurysm and she died. Like Loring climbed into the brain of Sue Dibney, stepped on her brain and just caused an aneurysm. And that's how she died. So Loring tried to cover it up by burning her alive with a fucking flamethrower. Wild shit. Wild shit. She's a psychopath. She's also one that hired the calculator to hire Captain Boomerang. She's also one that the one that left the note for Tim Drake. And she breaks down. She's like, I thought he was going to protect himself. And then I'm like, why did you do this? And she's like, because I knew that it was the only way for you to come back to me or something like that. Wild fucking shit. So she turns out to be the killer. And they ended up putting her in a mental institution. And why it was important that Batman didn't find out is because that causes a chain reaction. Like by the end of the book, Batman's like looking at Wally West like very suspiciously. And this causes for anyone that has seen um man, I forgot that. I forgot what the movie's called. But there was a movie and there was a comic book that followed afterwards where Batman had plans to kill the Justice League because that is when Batman got suspicious of both heroes and villains. He didn't trust anybody. And it's that book that started it. It is fucking badass. It's fucking crazy. And I recommend this book to anyone. It's a really interesting read. It's a wild read. It's very far from any Justice League book that I've ever read. Um, and if you're looking for a fun, exciting book to read on the train, I recommend reading that. Okay. So that is, uh, that's that's all I really want to talk about today. Um, hope you guys had a fun time listening in i hope i did a good job explaining the books um i know it can get a little confusing i talk really fast sometimes and sometimes my my thoughts don't come together correctly but i appreciate you guys um listening in again uh follow on a hero on underscore uh, underscore hero underscore podcast subscribe and uh i'll talk to you guys next time Thanks.